Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. And folks, they said that we were the lowest-seeded team in our pool. Chances of us advancing are slim. They said, you know, it's going to be tough. And, and how are they going to – is the bullpen going to have another meltdown? Are they going – what's going to happen? Are they going to find a way to produce more? Are they going to have too many errors? Are they going to have too many – we're going to the ACC Championship semifinals. Thanks to young Mr. Tommy Tanks. And you know what? We've got two more years of him in Raleigh. So we're going to celebrate him. We're going to give him his flowers while he's here in this episode, as well as talk about the similarities between Bones Highland and Traquavian Smith, since that seems to be the comparison that everybody's drawing now. We're going to talk about it on this episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So first of all, let's just get this out the way early, okay? This ACC tournament has been the tournament of upsets, right? NC State wins two games to get to the semifinals. Pitt wins two games to get to the semifinals, who will be playing on Saturday. Uh, Florida State loses to – I can't even remember who Florida State lost to, but I want to say Florida State lost today to – I don't think it was Notre Dame. It might have been, but they lost today. Um, so another game has to be played to determine the winner of their pool. This is – this has been an ACC tournament that is filled – with thrills, with excitements, with ups, with downs, with heartbreaks, with close losses, all that good stuff. And guess what? Tommy White provided most of the thrills. He provided most of the ups when I look at what this team did and what this team was. Now, we came away with a 9-6 win over Miami after also beating Wake Forest um, last game to, you know, fully get ourselves into position uh, to be in the, the semifinals. And Tommy White, in three at-bats, was walked once. And every single time, every single time that the man was not walked, he knocked one out of the park. Let me say this one more time now. Every single time Tommy stepped up to that plate and he was not walked, that ball left the yard. It fled the scene. You understand? Tommy is... Man, what a guy, what a player, what a player. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, again, barring something catastrophic in three years, you know what I mean? Detroit Tigers, we, we got the pit, we got, you got to make, you know, but anyway, uh, Tommy playing an absolutely spectacular game is part of what got us there, or a large part. Let's let's just be honest about that, right? We scored nine runs. He batted in five of them. Let's just be honest about that. But now, when we look at um, when we look at the other part of what got us uh, here, you look at you know, obviously you've got to talk about our pitching. And Matt Willison had a good outing. I don't care what anybody says about it. I don't care what the fact of the matter is. To go six innings, only giving up two runs on uh, four hits. That's that's good work right there. That is really good work right there. And then Chris Villeman, of course, 
coming in to close the door. You know, it was it was worrisome to see Logan Whitaker, who got to start looking kind of shaky out there, it was worrisome. Not going to lie to you. Not going to perpetrate and act like, oh, I, I wasn't concerned for a second. Any member of Wolfpack Nation who is honest, who is telling the truth, will tell you we all were kind of like, <laughs> we're in danger. And when I had Alex Sawyer on the show to talk about baseball earlier this week, he said that this is a clear game. It's a must-win if NC State wants to get to um, the NCAA tournament, not just because uh, we are not just because what we have or have not done may not be enough with everything going table and everybody getting what they should get. But in the case that some, there are some bid stealers, right? Like there are some teams from some lesser conferences where a team has won, um, you know, 40 some odd games and that team kind of has to go. And then Lord forbid if they lose and that they lose their tournament and then another team from that conference gets in. Well, now you're looking at a very different ball game. You're looking at a situation where NC State, who was on the bubble, is now one of the first out because somebody else stole a bid. But with what happened here in this game, hey, Tommy, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. You know what I mean? Hey, it, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no way around that. There's no way to say uh, that he hasn't been absolutely instrumental in what this team has done all year, as well as, let's just be honest, um, the the reality of, of him being so dominant and and breaking record after record after record. I mean, you know, records are made to be broken, but who we that, that Tommy said, hey, I'ma come get him. I'm gonna come get all the records. I'm, I'm gonna get, don't worry about it. Ain't gonna be none left. Ain't gonna be none left when I'm going. Uh so you know, let's let's go ahead and, and etch my name in those history books right now because the three homers that he whacked um in this game broke the record for freshman ACC, uh, the freshman ACC record, as well as uh, the, I want to say the NC State all-time record and the freshman NCAA record, maybe. I I could be wrong about that last one. But the fact of the matter is, for Tommy to be having the record-breaking season that he's having is absolutely amazing, especially considering, yes, he was number one third baseman in in the nation, but it's been needed. Like, this isn't a situation where him playing as well as he has has been like a luxury to where it's like, oh, wow, we're really good. And he's been the icing on the cake. No, 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 no. There have been games where, I mean, if he wasn't batting, we weren't going to put up any runs that day. So to see what to see what he has done, again, it's, it's impressive to say the least. And it has – it's just it's, – it's really hard to um, – it's really hard to – undersell what he's been doing um this year it really is it it, it's or i'm sorry oversell it's really hard to oversell his importance to this team so there's no ifs ands or buts about it man tommy is a dude he is a we we ain't seen nothing like it and uh we probably won't again anytime soon but he was the only guy um who had himself a, a pretty good day hitting because Groover was also, you know, he was in the zone as well. He was doing his thing and knocking in runs as well. And uh, Noah Souls, we talk about the Soul Train all the time. And, hey, the Soul Train pulled in this game. He did what he was supposed to do. And at the end of the day, when those three guys are rolling like that, and I know, I know it, it's enough 
for Tommy White to be rolling to get us something. But to get us over the hump, it can't be just Tommy. And so we need more guys having, you know, our, our bats getting hot all at the same time. It's needed. It's needed. And so uh, seeing this out of these guys, it means something. It means something. I'm just telling you, seeing these guys, um, even being the lowest seeded team in our pool, seeing these guys pull it out, seeing them win the two games necessary to get to the semifinals, to play a pit team that was the lowest seed in their respective pool. There's a shot. There's a shot that we end up in the ACC championship game. But I want to talk about something that Alex Sawyer said in reference to this team that we could see rear its ugly head. He said, and I quote, this Wolfpack team, when they're firing, when everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, when we're not committing erroneous errors, when we're not doing just the small mental mistakes that are undoing, that have been the undoing of this team at multiple points in time during the season, we can beat anybody. But on the back end of that, when we are doing the little stuff wrong, when we are messing up, we can lose to anybody. We can lose to anybody. We didn't play Pitt this regular season. But with that being said, and yes, Pitt did have a losing conference record. But with that being said, it's the postseason. Don't matter now. Don't matter. All that matters is what these folks go out there and do 5 p.m. this Saturday. That's all that matters, period. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. That is what matters, okay? I would be lying to you if I said, oh, yeah, you know, these teams and, and these players, it's it's all a, a matter of, you know, nobody really knows what's going on. Let me tell or uh, you know, this team has been this all year, this team has been that all year. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What matters is who we are and who we show up as this Saturday. That's all that matters. Again, in postseason play, it's not about consistency. It's about what you can do in that moment. So we'll see whether or not we rise to the occasion here. But one thing that always rises to the occasion is Built Bar. Built Bar is back with another delicious flavor. I mean, these things, the hits just keep on coming. We've been asking and Built delivered. Built Granola Bars. Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, coconut chocolate, and white chocolate berry. Want to try all three? You can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. These are so different from the bars and the puffs. Built granola bars are loaded with granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like the bars and puffs, these babies are packed with protein and are covered in 100% real chocolate. With 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and 4 grams of sugar, Built granola bars will change your world. Built has Crack the code to bake better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch and take on the road to eat as a snack. So go to built.com to get granola bars now. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, folks, a lot of people have compared, um, have compared, to Quavin Smith, to Bones Highland, and they've said, you know, the, these guys are very similar and they've, they've had very similar rises and, and all that good stuff. And so we're going to talk for just a second here about the similarities and the differences between these two, okay? Because 
the reality is um, when we look at these two, there are a an absolute ton of things that these two, you know, there, there's if we're talking about performed well at the combine, absolutely blew folks away. You'd be lying to say, oh, yeah, that that isn't something that both of these guys have in common. You'd be a liar. But with that being said, they have some similarities. They have some big differences. OK, so the first thing that I would say is very different about these two is uh, Terquavian Smith. Excuse me. Anywho, Terquavian Smith um, is a guy who, you know, he shot the ball absolutely. He was a sniper during the season. And Bones Highland, or let me talk about the similarities, rather. They were both snipers throughout the season. They both, both put up 37% from deep. So that's that's what they had in common. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that again. These two, both ballers, both did a lot from the three-point line and all that. And um, the other thing that they have in common is they were trusted a lot to score off the dribble. There's no, no doubt about it. When you look at that VCU team uh, from 2020-2021 and you look at this uh, state team from last year, they both had in common that they, at the end of the day, their offense mandated that they let their best guys cook a lot. Like that was just the reality. And Bones Highland was that on that VCU team um, in a similar way to what uh, Terquavian Smith was on this team. But with that being said, obviously, BCU was a lot more successful than what State was last year. And that's just that's just the reality. OK, I, I hope nobody's mad at me for that. I hope nobody's looking at me like I'm crazy for that. That is the reality. OK, there is no again, there's no if, ands or buts about it. That's who we were as a team. Uh, the next thing is that Bones Highland was the guy for that BCU team. Or let me say this. Now I'm going to get to the differences. And the, the difference is Bones Highland was the guy for that BCU team, period. His second year, his second year. He was the guy outright. There was nobody else who you were thinking the ball is going to be in their hands more than his. And, you know, he was asked to deliver night in, night out while being the number one guy on everybody's scouting report. I think towards the end of the season, they might have shifted to Turquavia, but for the most part, there was a Darian Sebron there to kind of uh, relieve the pressure. And the next thing is that obviously when I say second year, Bones Highland went back after his freshman year uh, where he averaged nine points, came back the next year, averaged 19, showed a lot of showed a lot of growth in his game in a lot of areas um, as far as being more than just a, excuse me, being more than just a um, knockdown shooter, which is what he, I don't know what's going on in my body right now. I apologize which is what he was as a freshman. He shot 43% from deep as a freshman, uh, but he did so in a role that you are not expected to do anything but get to your spot, get open. We will have somebody kick it to you. That is all. That is it. When he was asked to, again, be the primary guy and, and handle the ball a lot, he did so. He did so well. And he found a good he, – he found a way to knock down a high clip of shots. But now another spot – where um, I see these two as very similar that I didn't really fully get into like I should have um, is their playmaking or lack thereof. Both of these guys going into the combine were said to make sketchy decisions at best. 
with the ball in their hands outside of their um, shooting. And even with shot selection, that's a little bit more of a, a question mark in terms of uh, Traquavion Smith than it is for Bones. But also Bones had another year of college basketball than Traquavion. So, again, that's not exactly apples and oranges. So as far as the making decisions with the uh, ball in their hands, Traquavion Smith actually had a better turnover, assist to turnover ratio than Bones Highland. Bones Highland, uh, I want to say, had a 14 or 15 more turnovers on the season than he had assists. So there is, again, there's there's similarities there. These two guys going to the combine, coming away uh, with a good amount. Actually, no, Bones Highland had 24 more um, turnovers than, than assists. But there's a lot of similarities uh, with these guys. And, again, this is – Terquavion Smith is a player I like a lot. I would love to see him back here in Raleigh, but man, if you're going to go be a multimillionaire, you know what I mean? Like anybody, I will say this because I don't know. And I don't want to talk about things. I don't know. Y'all know me, no fluffies, no hippies, no disrespect, no, you know, no throne kiss. The fact of the matter is, I don't know if we have that type of NIL money, but I doubt it. I highly doubt it. You know what I mean? Like I highly doubt that we have the type to match if he ends up being picked at, you know, the back end of the lottery. Like, I, I'm i not sure if we can match that. So, uh, yeah, go get paid, dude. College is for you to get a job to go make money. If you're going to get a job that's going to pay you a lot more money uh, than what we get, go on, go on. I think that there's money to be made if you come back, but that's that's a little bit of a risk. So I completely understand. I get it. Do what you got to do. Again, he and Bones Highland are the two that are being compared a lot. Um, Bones Highland plays for the Nuggets now. If you haven't seen him, he's he's pretty good. He's a, he's a pretty good player and all that good stuff. But I, I will say this, and this is my final thought on this for today. If I am looking at what happened this season and I am seeing what both Sebron and Terquavian have done at the combine. And if those two go on to legitimize and prove, hey, this wasn't a one-off at the combine, this is who I am as a player in the NBA, I think that would be the greatest indictment of uh, a lack of coaching ability from Kevin Keyes that there could be. I think that would be the nail in the coffin. That would be the, you know, nothing to think about, nothing to say, that's all and that's it. This guy is is just, you know, he just doesn't have it because the things that I'm hearing about the Craven Smith are things that did not show up on tape at all. Now people were talking about how well he defended at the um at the combine. And again, this is not to say Traquavion Smith is a bad defender. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of times his defensive struggles are part of that when certain players, certain shooters, when their shot ain't falling. All of a sudden, everything in their game unravels and falls apart. But there were times last year where he was a turnstile. He played passing lanes well. He, those steal numbers were good. They were good. But to see that, to see what he's doing, to see what Sebron's doing, if, if those two pan out and go to league and become impact players right away or even two, three years from now, I don't think that Keats would be around in two, three years from now if he, he can't coach legitimately. But I think that that would be one of those things where we look back and we all kind of, uh, how do we not see it? 
How do we not see it? How do we not know? And some people are going to beat their chest and say, oh, I knew from right away and all that. Yeah, sure you did. Um, but again, I, that's that'll be one of those moments where the every doubt, every question, every wonder about him is legitimized. We got to pay some bills. I'll be right back, folks. So Tommy Tanks has hit, our, hit us into a semifinal. And don't get me wrong, like I said, it wasn't just Tommy Tank. Groover was grooving as well. He was doing his thing um, in the batter's box as well. We had a lot of good things going. Uh, Willitson played great, put, put out a great outing. That is what we needed at the end of the day. That is what we needed, okay? Again, Logan Whitaker, no offense, you know what I mean? No hate, no shade, but like. Ooh, to give up four runs in, in 13 batters face is man, a little tough. It's a little tough. You know what I mean? Like, we we got to be better than that. But, again, um, for Matt Willitson to come in and, and, you know, be really as good as he was, for Chris Villeman to come in and get to say, that's – we did enough. Again, it's not about uh, – it's not about the, the numbers. It's about the alphabets. L or W, which one are you coming with? And we came W this time, all right? Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time, Wolfpack Nation. Y'all make this show what it is. Keep on tuning in. I'm going to drop a show Saturday um, before the the ACC uh, semifinal, as well as a recap either Saturday night or Sunday uh, to talk about what happened in that game. Thank you all so very much. Like I always say, y'all make this show what it is. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go back. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 